I have no idea how this episode's going to go, Zach. I usually have a feeling about like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a certain uh-huh. way right now. Yeah. And I can tell this is going to be a silly episode or a ranty episode or a serious episode. And I have no idea right now. I've been feeling ranty for the last like two months. Ranty. All right. We're so going to go ranty. That might be where we're at. So we'll see. Our podcast is our therapist. I have a therapist. Thank you very much. That's how I hit on these topics in the first place. Hey, Zach. Hey, Sirtis. Spring has sprung, Zach. That it has. At least it has in Madison. It's May now. It's significantly colder in Milwaukee, where I am. You got that big lake. Yeah, you only have the little lakes. We have two little lakes. Lots of little lakes, actually. But yeah, they don't do as much for the climate. Mm-hmm. I was actually just looking up the other day. Um, the Romans, like the, the Roman middle class, used to have uh, little, little lakes in all of their houses. And so when it would rain, it would refill this. I don't remember. It's a some some word in Latin. So anyway, it would fill up the, the thing. And then as it got hot, the the water would evaporate and it would cool off the whole building. So they had like oh. AC. Interesting. So they, they just, they did the cooling by miniature lake also. Cool. It's really not much to work with there. <laughs> uh. You, you know, things about Romans though. Like did they, did they wear like togas to cope with the heat also? <laughs> I don't know. I, I assume that like, the higher class people wore togas and the lower class people wore like rags and stuff. Okay. Uh, but that's not what we wear these days. Right. We wear all sorts of things in the spring. Yes. So I, I'm wondering what you think, Zach, is the proper attire for spring? Because the, the situation right now is that in the morning as you walk to school, mm-hmm. it's too cold to be wearing shorts and a t-shirt. But when you walk back, it is far too hot to be wearing pants and a long sleeve. Right. So how do you deal with this, Zach? I was just telling a friend, actually, that I think the real, uh, like, ultimate solution to this problem of it being spring is zip-off pants. Okay, okay. I used to have zip-off pants, but then everybody made fun of me for owning zip-off pants, so I got rid of the zip-off pants. But I do think that zip-off pants are the right way to handle this. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, but then you got to zip them back on later. It's a, it's just a hassle, Zach. Right. <laughs> I think any solution to this problem is going to be a hassle. Their, their original solution was just to carry around a sweatshirt and sweatpants with them all day and put them on if they got cold, but wear like shorts underneath, mm-hmm. which is also a hassle. Can we use blockchain for this? Can we use, well, one way we could use blockchain for this is you could just wear like a vest of Bitcoin miners. And then if it's mm-hmm. too, like if it's early in the morning, you can run the Bitcoin miners, generate heat. Yeah. And then once it's warm enough. You can just turn them off. You turn them off. And now it's just like a fashionable piece of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a high tech core. Is that a fashion thing when you say core after everything? I think so. Yeah. Tech core. Tech core. Coin core. Uh, block. Core. I think block core is probably the best. Yeah. All right. 
What so you, what's your solution? If it's not black core, if it's not black core, if it's not sweatpants on top of your shorts, and it's not zip off pants, because apparently that's too much of a hassle. Uh, what what it's do you not propose? Too much of a hassle, but it is unfashionable, <laughs> and will get me looked at. Well, then we which just is the opposite of what I want. We we the more that we talk, the more that I'm convinced that we need to start our own clothing label that makes fashionable fanny packs, <laughs> pocket bandoliers, and good-looking zip-off pants because the problem with zip-off pants is they were always made of like the weird outdoorsman material and then they had like the big chunky plastic zipper but what if you had like a nice sleek metal zipper that you could use right at the knee and they were Mm -hmm. like red jeans instead of being outdoorsman material i don't know what it's called It's, it's probably outdoor core or something we should get in contact with cotton bureau we could partner Mm -hmm. they do all the podcast clothing uh, I guess my solution is just to be slightly cold in the morning and to be slightly warm in the afternoon and just kind of wear clothing that is in between. Yeah, that's that's about where I'm at, too. I don't actually own any uh, zip-off pants at the moment. I wrote this topic in as proper attire because one thing I am seeing, these are all solutions, but like some things are not solutions, which is heavy down coats. Why do I see so many heavy down coats in April? Because it's not proper attire. Madison is a destination campus, and so people will come there from like Texas, and they don't have a, <laughs> an accurate notion of what cold means. I, I think something. I think we would experience something similar if we went anywhere colder, though. I, I'm not going to judge them for not knowing what cold is. But I also see, like, in the same sidewalk, mm-hmm. like shorts and a t-shirt alternatively maybe they aren't from texas they're just fashion forward so it's very 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 breathable down hmm. it's a style choice more than it is a heat choice or they're three seasons ahead of the curve Ooh, curb is it curve or curb curve i think because it's is that idiom in reference to like a grade curve kind of curve like a normal distribution curve ahead of the curve when i Type in the words ahead of the into Google. The first result is curve. And the uh, one, two, three, four, fifth, sixth uh, suggestion is curb. Okay. So I'm going to go with curve. My rule, as, as a, a pretty loose rule, but one that I stick to more than I don't, if the feels like high is going to be over 15, it will be warm enough all day that I can be okay in shorts. If the feels like high is going to be lower than 15 it will probably be too cold in the morning for me to comfortably wear shorts for the record 15 degrees celsius is 59 degrees fahrenheit right thank you Mm, okay so 60 is your cutoff huh yeah i think okay do you know how much they take in to account the wind on a feels like temperature i have no clue also when i say that's like the rule what actually happens is I look at what the weather is for that day or for the next day, and I see what the high is going to be and also how sunny it's going to be. Hmm. And then I just kind of guess off that because my weather app doesn't do feels like uh, by default. Gotcha. So what about precipitation, Zach? How do you deal with rain? Rain jacket? So is this one of those things you just carry around with you all the time? No. But my my standard, like, moving around, it's kind of cold, but not super cold, outer layer is mostly waterproof. Hmm. 
So yes, I guess I do carry it around, but it's not like in my backpack. It's just that I wear a rain jacket most places I go. Do you still have the original audio files anywhere? For what? Like for all the recordings? Or do you only have the... I have most of the original audio files. Okay. I was just thinking, I wonder if we could like plot out and find a correlation between the energy of the episode and where in the episode we took the bathroom break. Hmm. What, what's your hypothesis? My hypothesis is I'm more ranty the more that I have to pee. And so if I Interesting. hold the bathroom break off for longer, I get more fired up. See, I just had a thought as well. I put, I put this in the document thinking that I would have a lot to say, but I didn't. I think I'm not mad at people for wearing stupid clothing in spring. I'm mad that I there it, it's spring and it's beautiful and there's sun and I can feel the like the vitamin D getting soaked into mm-hmm. my skin. Mm-hmm. You can smell the plants all getting horny on Maine. Yeah. Like I'm sneezing because of all the pollen. Even though all that is happening, I'm still sitting inside a classroom wanting to be outside. Yeah. And that's why I'm actually angry. I'm not actually angry at you, person who was wearing a winter jacket. I don't care about you. You can do whatever you want. But you remind me that inside is cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my other solution to this problem of it being cold in the mornings and at night and then warm in the middle of the day is that in the middle of the day, I'm, you know, like doubly landlocked from the outside by classrooms. There are no windows in the classrooms I am in most of the time. Ugh. Yeah. That is the case for me as well. Well, isn't, isn't the reason that there's no, no windows for you more about, like, defensibility during the Vietnam protests or something? <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah. I, mostly, yeah. They're, all the buildings that were designed in the 70s were designed brutalist because there was rioting all the time. And they're like, okay, how do we stop people from throwing Molotov cocktails through the windows? No windows. So it it sounds to me like your experience of the day, you go from it being really warm outside to it being really cold inside. It's almost like you're experiencing fire and ice. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Speaking of fire and ice, I got some ink recently. (laughs) And one of them is uh, Robert Oster's Fire and Ice, which is an ink I have been coveting since I knew that you could buy inks, basically. <laughs> All right, let's see it, Zach. Yeah, on this audio medium, let's see this, this ink. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it's pretty ink. I don't, or do you expect me to like write something right now with it? No, I mean, just like, what does it look like? What color is it? Zach? Oh. Fire and Ice is not a very uh, literal description, I assume. I mean, yeah, kind of. It's it's blue ink, um, but then it's got like a red shimmer to it. So when it dries on the edges, there's extra red. Did you get my letter, by the way? Not yet. Damn. This is cool. I schooled it. Yeah. So it's it's a very pretty ink, and I have wanted it for a long time, but you really can't use it to its full ability with just a regular medium point nib. So if you get the fire and ice with the spread and all of the stuff that happens if you have extra extra ink on the page, um, then you also need to get a flex nib. Mm. And you didn't have one of those before. Right. 
I had an italic nib, but that's a, a different thing entirely. <laughs> uh, I got the Noodler's Creeper in black. It smells kind of funny. I'm not sure why. Like, whatever resin they use to make it must just smell kind of funny. Ooh. What are you ooing and eyeing? The picture of the pen. Okay, Zach. So far, this, this total has added up to uh, $33. So, where did the <laughs> <laughs> Where did the rest of it go? <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about the price, but there was definitely more, more to this pen purchase. Okay. I got a whole bunch of trial inks just because I wanted to, and Goulet Pens, who I bought through, has a really nice trial ink thing. You can get like 10 trial inks for $9, something like that. So I've got just a, a smattering of different inks to try. I've got a couple more inks that do the shimmery thing, also in trial size. I got the Lamy Bronze ink, which is, uh, I got because it looked cool, but I purchased that time specifically because they said it was special edition. Um, so like your, your economics and your marketing 101 still works. Um, <laughs> and then I got a Twisby Vac 700 for, uh, just because I wanted like an easy to fill pen that I could just write with with like regular colors and have because mm-hmm. besides that i've got the safari which is nice but it's i just don't have the the thing for it and i like carrying mm-hmm. that around during the day but the twisby vac is so nice it's so nice to write with it writes so smooth the ink comes out of it very nicely oh yeah my one one thing to note about this the the, the flex pen is that it's a 15 dollar flex pen so the feed is not always great and you just kind of need to tap it on the paper sometimes hmm. okay good to know Pen, pen tips with Zach. Pen tips with Zach. Those are called nibs. <laughs> nibs with Zach. It's all very nice. I'm very happy about it. I haven't had a chance to like play with all of the all of the bits yet. All right. But I did get to write one letter out to my dear friend Certus. Um. So I hope it looks good. <laughs> Zach, tell them how gr- tell them how great my handwriting is. Um. I would if I remembered what your handwriting looked like. Let me go get my folder. I put a lot of effort into that letter. <laughs> Aw, he keeps them. Okay, I've got the folder. Let me tab to my correspondence. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good handwriting. Yeah, thank you. I dig it. You didn't... Oh, wait, I see. You did. You did capitalize the first word of that sentence. It's just that sentence started on a different line. Capitalizing the first word of your sentence is a ridiculous practice. Wait, okay. What? It's not necessary. You know where the sentence starts. Right, but capitalizing the first letter of a sentence also gives you a, a, a good excuse to write capital letters. And sometimes the capital letters look nicer than the lowercase letters. They should be there to add emphasis, right? Okay. Because they look nicer than the lowercase letters, okay. but like the start of any old sentence is not an important thing, necessarily. I noticed that you ended this letter with a period. Does that mean you're mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> this might get cut. Sorry to be prepared to cut this out. I was helping a friend uh, talk to someone who they are in- interested in courting, mm-hmm. and that person finishes texts with a period hmm. consistently okay so it's just a part of the way that this person texts do i yeah. i might actually finish all my texts with periods let's see let's find out no what the heck 
I do pretty much all punctuation except for the last period in a sentence. Yeah, me uh, too. Or not in a sentence, in a text. Whoa! Zach is amazed at his own writing. I just, I assumed that I did. Why did you assume that? For a long time, I'm pretty sure that I did. But I guess at some point, I gave up on that, on the having the period at the end of the... When did that happen? Right around the time you decided that putting a period at the end of your texts means a different thing, regardless of whether or not it's correct. Mm -hmm. It's just like the way we use commas and text messages is different than academic writing right yeah because at least the way i use commas and the way all the people i talk to via text use commas is finish a thought mm-hmm. it's commas in text end up where semicolons should be a lot of the time yes but no one's gonna be like well that's wrong no one's circling your texts in red pen yeah and it feels too formal most of the time to use a semicolon in a text. Mm -hmm. Seems like you're trying very hard. And a text is a casual thing. Right. You can't be texting formally. You want to keep things chill, keep things casual. I'm trying to think of like how I would even figure out when I stopped regularly sending texts with periods at the end was I could re-download Tinder and see if those messages had periods at the end of them. Live reading of Zach's Tinder on the podcast. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure I will enjoy who I was two summers ago. I'm not sure I like that person. <laughs> so this is funny for me because uh, Zach and I just had a conversation over Slack about the person I used to be. Yeah. And I think about the person I used to be a lot. Apparently Zach does not. Um, I should say the people I used to be. Yeah. Not just one. Yeah. That's part of what the vlog was for, was in a way, like, externalizing me in a moment in time. In another way, it's so I can reconnect with that. But partially, it's like, that's, that's a past Zach thing now. Okay, so this is a, a direction I did not envision this topic going. But why do you want to reconnect with that person? Why would you rather? <laughs> Good question. Um, for the listeners, there was just like a good 20 seconds of silence while I tried to think of the answer to that question. I think partially at least because past me had at least some good ideas and I don't always remember, like sometimes I, I forget the, like the way that I thought about things back then. And it's nice to see how I was back then leading to how I am now. Hmm. Okay. Would you say that it's certain events or like maybe people or things that lead you to be the person you are now from the person you were before, a, some sort of transformation? Not, I don't think there's any like turning point necessarily. I just think it's a, it's a continue, continual agglomeration of your experience. Right, but you said that you think, you even think entirely differently, not entirely, but differently mm -hmm. than your previous self. I want to know why, in theory at least, this is a better version. This is 2.0. This is okay. 7.0. Qu question V2? This is Zach V2. Okay. This is a better version of yourself. So why even, why look back? Why, 
uh, you've not convinced me that this is a good idea nor that you don't need to uh-huh. but yeah I, uh, I think that's because i've not entirely convinced myself it's a good idea as you may be aware <laughs> uh the the current backlog is about two summers old um which if if we you know do a little call back to about 10 minutes earlier in the podcast i said that the person who is me two summers ago i'm not sure if i like that person right okay so i'm not entirely convinced that it's a good idea I do think there are some good things in it. There is, for example, that like it's a, it's a time capsule for me of the fact that I have been through shit before and I will I will be able to get through this again. Hmm. And also for a while, I could think of the vlog like I thought about journaling just as a way to have to take all of the ideas in my head and make them into words because they aren't really that concrete. They're just kind of a, a general feeling until I have to put them into words. And so whether that's through um, standing there and talking to a camera or if that's through journaling or whatever, it's, it's good for me, myself, even if it's not for anyone else. Ironically, the part that I hate about most of the vlogs is the part where I am standing there and talking to the camera. Do you ever look back at the vlogs, even the unfinished ones or the ones that you only have raw footage for? No, usually I look back at the edited ones if I'm looking at any of them at all, mostly because okay. the unedited ones are not edited because I cannot open them on my computer. You can open them, you just can't edit them in Premiere. No, they they won't open What at this point. It's gotten worse. I don't know why. I've given up trying. Has Premiere infected you? Adobe just killed your computer's ability to play a video. Oh, well, no, the, I can look at all of the like individual clips. Yeah. Okay. But I, <laughs> that's what I was asking. Wouldn't want to do that if I wasn't, because a lot of times I would just record an hour of like the beach with the idea that maybe 10 seconds of that I can cut down and use over something, but. Okay. But some of them aren't like that. Yeah. But there's not, not a story or a narrative to them unless I watch them all as one thing, or it's me standing and talking into the camera. And all is one thing requires editing and me standing and talking into the camera is something I don't like. Okay, but I can imagine myself like going through old pictures and like reminiscing about uh, maybe like uh, good times with friends. Why did I take this picture? Why was it pretty or was there a moment that I'd like to capture? You turned on the camera for a reason. Right. I'm asking if you, uh, I don't think you do now that you've been talking for a while, but do you think they could be like old pictures? And saved on your phone or something no partially because that's just not how i recorded them a lot of times they were recorded with the intent of being turned into something at some point and Mm. so where if it were just for me to save for myself i might have just flubbed up and and charged through i might might have retaken something three times and that just gets uh, annoying to look back at i see okay i still do want to edit them because for for that reason, because it felt to me like Zach at that time trying to communicate with Zach, however far in the future, YouTube is still around. Hmm. Interesting. And that was the the goal right from the inception of it was that it was a little a little time capsule of what it was like in December of 2016. Okay, but you're you're not still recording things, right? And when did you stop? Last October. Right. So. Is there any way for you to do something similar? Uh, have you been like journaling and stuff? No. <laughs> so we're just going to be missing Zach's history. We're going to 
when Zach finally finally writes his autobiography, mm-hmm. it's just gonna be missing uh, October plus. Right. You'll have to re reconstruct it from the original audio files of you and I talking back and forth. <laughs> I'll send you everything but the bathroom breaks. Dang. So with these new fancy pens, you're gonna start journaling, Zach? I that's not gonna be the thing that does it. I'm probably still gonna journal with my Lamy Safari. Okay. I I sent you a message a while ago. Back when I was in Sweden, I did like my regular daily journals, but then I also did like weekly journals and I wanted them to be different in my head. So I used different ink and the different ink that I used was um, the Pilot Friction Erasable Ink. Oh, yeah. um, I remember this. Which upon contact with heat disappears. I think you can refreeze it and it'll show back up. So that might be something for me to try is just throw my whole journal in the freezer because (laughs) the corner of my, my journal that was nearest my computer or something i'm not sure how it happened is now entirely erased for all of the weekly reviews which for some weeks was the only journaling that i really had done i have my i have my encrypted journal Mm -hmm. and i so far have not wanted to go back and read them and i don't know if like people who advocate journaling it, it feels good to write it but i don't think it feels as good to read it no what, what, what do you, do people generally tell you to go back and read it? I don't know what people tell me to do with my journal, but I have gone back mm. and reread it for sure. You've gotten something out of that? Yeah. Um, the, the things that are more valuable for me to reread are not like the, I'm going to sit down and do a journal, but like it's midnight right now and I am spiraling and it's a lot better to get that spiral out onto a page so I can watch it when it starts looping back and stop it there. And and seeing what those spirals were, because some of those spirals are things that I'm still going through. We were talking about the podcast being our therapist before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been good for things like that. But mostly, yeah, for me, it's it's also best just in the day to day to like see what those those thoughts are as I'm having them. Hmm. OK, but occasionally it is nice to to flip back through, especially if I'm feeling I don't know. It's the way that it's it's the same feeling that I would have felt in the past and gone, okay, the solution to this is looking at the old vlogs. Mm, Did that sentence make sense? I I think so. Okay. So I noticed something. Uh, Sort of maybe cut this out. Be prepared to cut this out. So I I try. uh, Mike and Federico Vitici are doing something weird to me, which is convincing me to use Evernote, which I, I have not been convinced to do yet. But they're it's working, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I already had some notes in Evernote because I used it for a long time. Right. By the way, there's absolutely no way to export your notes out of Evernote. <laughs> it is impossible and really, really annoying. Yeah. Not the point, though. I was reading old journals because that's where I used to keep my journal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, me too. And I had just written a journal about a similar topic as I did whenever I wrote that, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So like just yesterday and two years ago. Yeah. And I wrote like almost the exact same thing (laughs) with like better grammar because I'm smarter now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh man, that sucks. Right. And it wasn't even like a bad thing. It wasn't like a spirally thing. It was like, um, sorry, just definitely cut this one out. It was about. Oh, I'm like, oh, that sucks. (sighs) Humans are pattern matching machines, except for all of the times when it's us. (laughs) And so that's why I like looking back at old journals, 
to 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 pop whatever this was back off the stack. Uh-huh. Ultimately, it's nice to be able to look at where I was and where I am now and see what's changed and what's the same. And to feel like there's some, even though I am a different person than I was two years ago, I also get to feel like there was some consistent string that led Zach back then to Zach right now. I don't know, Zach. I, with reading my journals from two years ago while I was deleting my Evernote account, I got, I got, I got that feeling of like, ah, oh, crap. And I, and I did feel like that because I don't like want to be as similar and I, I understand that's what like what it's for. It's like to, to read to catch the things about yourself that are on a larger scale than you would just be catching normally. Yeah, but I don't know how to correct that specific behavior, you know. And so, like, because it's so it is so large, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, like, if this is going to be a thing where I'm just like, okay, well, this is just making me feel bad about myself without any <laughs> offering any <laughs> solutions. Like, I don't think I want that. I. I think the thing is, though, you would feel bad either way. And at least now you can yeah, notice... I'm not going to be reminded of it, though. ...what the thing is that's... Ma- yeah, but if it truly is that this is the pattern, mm-hmm. and you don't want that pattern to continue, presumably it's because you feel like the pattern is impacting you poorly. No. Not quite. It's, that's a very... That's a reasonable assumption. It's not correct, though. Okay. The pattern itself is not the problem. My per- the personality traits that I exhibit that create the pattern are. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe I had improved. Maybe I had taken me from a couple of years ago and cast him aside. Mm-hmm. But that is not the case because I am exhibiting the exact same behaviors in a similar situation. I still think just in the same way that journaling, when I'm in a spiral, so I can notice where the spiral starts and ends, Mm -hmm. is better than sitting and letting my brain continue to spiral. And in the same way, it sounds like you just have really big spirals. (laughs) And if it takes you three iterations to notice where that spiral is starting and ending, it it would take you more if you weren't paying attention to it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I I was never in danger of not journaling, but... Mm -hmm. I am. Who boy, I am in danger of not journaling every single day. But doesn't it like, it makes me feel better. Yeah. It makes me feel like. Yeah, I agree. So It's not that I don't want to. But it's like, okay, so this is interesting. So you have this habit that makes you feel good uh-huh. and is good for you. Mm-hmm. So this is like eating chocolate, but really having the nutrition of spinach. Right. So why am I not eating chocolate flavored spinach for every meal? Or, I mean, sure, yeah, we'll say that. Don't email me. I know spinach is not a full meal <laughs> re- replacement. Is it like health stuff gross? You health stuff? No, it's not. It's, I don't know. I was, I was good about it in Sweden. Most days when I wasn't extraordinarily sad, I was pretty good at sitting down and writing something. Hmm. Isn't this something we talked about for you like a month ago? That you were having a hard time journaling because you wanted to be out in the like common space of your home and talking with your friends oh yeah 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 we talked about that so who are you to make faces at me no no no. you are so are you saying that you would rather be doing something else right okay yeah no i I totally get that i was just (laughs) 
I was just interrogating you to find that reason. Gotcha. Hence my brain saying that I should start doing all the wellness things right when summer starts, is because then it will say, oh yes, I have free time now. I can build this wonderful beneficial habit. So Sirtis, I really want to uh, really talk about how your room is in a different arrangement. It's almost as if you like, you saw that there was something, um, you saw that there were a lot of stressors coming up on you and you decided that the easiest way to deal with those stressors was to add uh, new complications to your system. Okay, Jared, uh, something is happening around this time of the year. And that is uh, that, like, it's not like final, final season, but like, it's coming, coming up on it. And also all the, all the things that you've just been putting off, like, oh, well, I can understand that later. I can... There's no later. There's no later yeah, anymore. It's now. It's now. Later is now. Yeah. No, it's, it's a very stressful time for Zach and I. And there is not a whole lot of time for, you know, doing things. And apparently, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but apparently when I'm stressed out, I rearrange furniture. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that helps me deal with that. So I just rearranged my room. It's, it's like an exerting, exerting your command over the space. Like, nothing else is under mm. control, but I can definitely decide where this vase goes. Yeah. That's my hypothesis. That makes sense. It also doesn't require a whole lot of, like, mental work, but it does require a lot of mental space. Is that, uh, that, that's a weird metaphor. So it takes up, like, keeping track of where I want to put everything and where, how everything has to move to go where it needs to go, mm-hmm. sliding things around each other and such. Yeah. That requires my attention, but does not require a lot of effort. Okay. So it's relaxing while also keeping my brain off of whatever was stressing me out before. Right. And it also, you're moving things physically, so it's not, you don't do the thing where you're like sitting on your phone and then your brain goes, this is the time to be stressed. Don't be on your phone. And you, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no way to convince your brain that maybe two minutes of being on phone is better than 20 hours of being the stress. But if you're moving your desk stuff around, then it's not the time to be the stress. It's the time to move the desk stuff around. Yeah. And it, it works even better because I find that at some point I have this like overwhelming need to. I, I just get an idea in my head. I'm like, what if the desk was over there? Mm-hmm. And then I have to try it. Yeah. And it will just occupy all of my mental space until I've tried putting my desk over there. Right. Which is good because it doesn't feel like a distraction then because it feels, well, I'm being distracted by this. I might as well just go do it so I'm not distracted by it anymore. Mm -hmm. It does break everything, though. Zach watched me struggle (laughs) to figure out why my microphone wasn't working for like a good 10 minutes. So what's different? Aren't all of your ports the same? Well, no, because everything's plugged in. So the laptop is plugged into the fancy monitor. The fancy monitor is plugged into a USB hub. Uh. The microphone's plugged into the USB hub. So the ports are different. And then for whatever reason, the MIDI controller on my Mac decided that it was just going to forget all of my settings. Hmm. So I had to fix that. And, you know, Skype does its thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I need audio. I need the Rogue Amoeba apps. All of them. All of them. I want a soundboard. I can, like plays fun sound effects and do jazz breaks Mm -hmm. and stuff the problem with rearranging your room is that it's always going to have the same problem which is that my bedroom is my all room right and that's not what you're supposed to do in fact it's like specifically warned against in the cgp gray video how many steps is it for you 
to get from your desk to your bed? Uh, two, maybe three if I'm taking short strides. Mm. See, I'm at a good four or five steps. I feel like I've got the superior setup. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't do much about no. that. Yeah. I have a smaller room than you. And like, so I'm moving in. You're moving into a different submarine? I'm moving into a different submarine. A bigger submarine. A bigger submarine. A yellow submarine? A smaller bedroom, not a yellow one. Damn. So I want to say as much about this as I can. Zach is mouthing the yellow submarine. I've moved into a bigger submarine. A bigger submarine. A bigger submarine. (laughs) This is an interesting feature of this house, of this apartment that I'm moving into in August. But because it's interesting, it is unique Mm. and searchable. Mm. It's also a co-working space. Come August, I should be able to separate my desk from my bed. How's time tracking going? I don't know when the last time I opened up Toggle was. Okay. Poorly. Yes. Poorly is the answer. (laughs) Yes, it is. I emailed them about their app always crashing, and they said, please give us more information. So I gave them more information, and then they said, please give us more information, but from inside the app. And I said, your app crashes. (laughs) <laughs> but also i felt less like under the pressure of like the the thing holding me back is no longer just that i feel like there's not enough time to get everything that i need to get done done i might have to start doing that again this weekend um, but it's really only useful to me in that it's it's a good way to make sure that i'm doing the thing that i set out to be doing because there's a big red mm thing on the top of my screen that says currently you are writing a response to someone else's poetry or whatever it may be okay yeah that sounds like something that you don't necessarily need time tracking for i was just curious because you said earlier that you have no time and i wanted to see like if you found that to be true with your time tracking yeah I, i haven't been time tracking enough that i could answer yeah also did you listen to the most recent cortex yes okay They said something that I don't agree with. Which was? Which was that your work time includes the time when you are doing things that you would be doing at a day job. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I was trying to... water cooling. Convey to you. I I disagree still. Because you you want an accurate picture of how much you're working, not what you would be doing at a normal job, because that's someone else's dollar. When you are self-employed or a Mm -hmm. student, your free time is valuable. I think their bigger point was just that it is more work than it is worth to stop yourself when you get up and get a drink of water or stop the, the timer when you get up and go to the bathroom. Because on a, on a larger scale, those like five minutes that you spend doing those things is, should be at least relatively small. And so if you feel like you are doing that too much, then that can be something you think about. Well, think about the incentives, though. So. In a day job, mm-hmm. in a like office work environment, you are incentivized to take longer bathroom water breaks. Right. Because you are not doing work and still getting paid. But you have to find that maximum because you don't want to get fired. Right. But that incentive is still there when you're time tracking because, well, I, I, can, I can have a ch- small chat with a friend by the, by the water. If I am, because I'm, this still counts, this is work. I'm, be, I'm counting work. Because, like, especially for academics, you're not billing anyone for this time. This is for your own personal information. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess my point is like you have found a way to keep that structure, that incentive structure for going to the bathroom as much as possible, getting water as much as possible, do the least amount of work over the longest amount of time. I think doing it the other way, though, disincentivizes you from treating yourself like a human. Stopping the timer every time your eyes look away from the screen. It's not that bad, but okay. It feels like it pushes you. If, if you're arguing that the incentives are going to push you towards the incentive of seeing that you spent more time on a thing is going to push you towards drinking water while you do the thing. Having to stop and switch tasks in Toggle is going to disincentivize you from drinking water. Yes, I agree. It will do that. However, I don't think that's a bad thing because you're your own boss. You don't have to get a certain amount of hours. You have to get a certain amount of tasks done. And your, your actual boss, the professor or the TA or whatever, whoever's assigning your homework or grading your tests, does not care how many drinks of water you got. Right. But an important part of getting those tasks done, an important aspect of it, is that you can't work contiguously for three hours without drinking water or going to the bathroom. No, and you shouldn't. And so I think that that's a part of getting the task done. But it doesn't need to be counted. I think that that is then up to the person doing the counting. And if you don't want to count it, no one's going to make it. No, no, I I get that. But there is, I think, a... Like an underlying philosophy? Yeah, there's a a sociologically or psychologically best way to do this. Way to be the most happy and get the most done. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. What I'm looking for is an accurate picture of the amount of work I did over the amount of time I did it. Right. And if I drink more water earlier in the day, that is going to affect that picture if I am counting water breaks. Okay. And thereby making it less accurate to include water breaks, I suppose. I think the logical conclusion of that is that anytime you like look down at a, a smudge on the wall because you're trying to think of what word you should type because you just are at a loss for words for a second should also not be counted towards getting that task done. No, because the thinking about the, the word is part of the work. I don't think getting water is part of the work. Why do you think getting water is part of the work? I think getting the water is just as much a part of the work as staring off into space for 10 seconds to let your thoughts all get back in order. Okay, why? It's not like you flush the problem entirely from your head when you stand up to get water. No, but I'm not actively thinking about it. I'm thinking about water or whatever, you know? Ultimately, I just think it's too minute an amount of time to care about tracking. But it, could, but it has the potential to not be, right? It incentivizes you to not if be. If you think that the amount of time that you spend getting water or drinking water or going to the bathroom is not the right amount of time, then you can start worrying about it. <laughs> and I should say, when I was time tracking a couple of weekends ago to try and try and keep myself in line, I did stop when I got up to go to the bathroom because getting up to go to the bathroom also meant like checking what my phone was up to and all of those different things. But my plan, like I've kind of discussed with you not on the podcast, my plan for the summer is going to be to track the amount of time I spend working on side projects and count that towards some big total of like quote unquote work time throughout the week so that I can see what 40 hours of work time would be like. And if I'm shooting Mm -hmm. for 40-ish hours of work time, 
a part of that is going to be the getting up and getting water or going to the bathroom. Okay. I think in that situation it makes sense because you are simulating a office job environment. Right. I don't want to have to think about how long I'm going to the bathroom. That's not a stress I need in my life, right? Right. I don't want to have to track that or not track it. Uh, that's a bad word to use in this context. But keep track of it. Uh, I don't want to have to like think about, oh, am I taking too long? Am, am I, is this going to be like, is the boss man going to get mad? And the, the boss man is me, right? But if I just don't track that time, if I don't keep track of the time in the time tracking sense or the like, well, I'm just going to stare off into space while on my phone or whatever. Am I making any sense, Zach? No. Okay. So by tracking the time. Right. I am thinking about how much time I am taking to get that cup of water, go to the bathroom. Because there is such a thing as too much time. Right. If I take a half hour getting water, that is significantly changing the amount of work per time. Okay. But if I want to take a half hour to get water, I don't want to have to think about that. I don't want to have to be worried that it's going to throw off my data. Okay. I don't anticipate me spending half an hour getting water no you don't you don't anticipate it but sometimes you you find when you're you get you get water you stand up you like look at your phone for a second then you're like wow do i need a break right but then you're already up you're not thinking about your time tracking anymore and you forget or you are you just keep counting this as part of water you okay well i'm not going to take a half hour i'm going to take five minutes instead of two minutes i'm going to take seven minutes instead of five minutes and then before you know it, it's a half hour later and you're like, oops, uh, the timer's still going. Better get back to work. I think that's a problem I've never had to devote any mental energy to because it's not something I worry about. Oh, okay, so this is, just, this is just a certest thing. I just want accurate data. Okay, then contextually, the thing that makes sense for your system is to have by the microsecond exactly what you're doing are you staring off into space are you looking at a smudge on the wall those are different things that's maybe if i stare at stare off into space it's 0.9 percent more productive than if i look at the smudge on the wall when i'm trying to think of words okay point made and yeah i would love that zach but i can't do that right because then i'm gonna spend all my time <laughs> tracking is going to say time tracking <laughs> waiting for toggle to load <laughs> That's why you need an AI to just constantly be watching you and then report back to Toggle what you're doing. Yes, that would be preferred. And now, a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. It's important to know how your body works. So like, just whenever you get the chance, look up protein creation or something. This has been a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. Bodies are weird. I was talking to a friend who is drawing things frequently, mm -hmm. and they started talking about the way like your radius and ulna like rotate around each other, and like it was in a lot of detail how they were telling me how to how this works because they're like trying to animate something and it didn't look quite right, so they mm -hmm. had to learn all about the structure of the bones and everything. And bodies are weird. I have returned from my exploration of seeing how my radius and ulna rotate. I'm still not sure how it works, but like... Zach cut open his skin mm -hmm. and watched the bones rotate around each other. I did that thing where you like put plastic in a cow's stomach. Yeah. But like for my arm. 
interesting. Oh, how long ago was it? So long ago. I learned Dvorak. Yeah. Do you remember how I motivated myself to do that? Once you got, once you regained your typing speed, you got a new keyboard. That was it. And that worked really, really well. Right. I, because like, I was super motivated because I really wanted a new keyboard. So every day I would come home from, from school and I would just start typing. Mm -hmm. I would type the, for the typing websites. I would type uh, for the learn how to type websites. I would just, I would do everything in Dvorak so that I could get my typing speed back up. Right. Because I really wanted this keyboard. It was an incentive. Mm -hmm. And I have not been super good about my habits recently, especially regarding sleep. Okay. And I want to do something similar. I want to make myself better by incentivizing myself because apparently health in general is not a good enough incentive for me. No. That's, it's, it's so divorced from anything else. You can tell when a bad night's sleep occurs, like the next day, but two days after, you're still feeling the effects, but your brain doesn't say, oh, that was the bad sleep I got two nights ago. Mm-hmm. So I want to, like, I want to have a system. Well, okay, wait. Before you get to your system, I have a system. Okay. You know how, like, so kind of what you're talking about is that you... Maybe when you are training a cat and you don't want the cat to jump up on the table, the, the general wisdom is that you need to tie the reaction to the action very quickly. So like cat jumps up on table, right. two seconds later you spray them with water. It can't be like they're on the table for 10 minutes and then you spray them with water because then they're like, what the heck, you just sprayed me with water for, for nothing. What did I do? Right. What if you rig something up so that when you miss your bedtime, just like dumps a bucket of water on your head. That will not help. That will be the opposite of what I want. <laughs> I want to like to fall asleep, not be woken up. No, the issue is when you're not like in bed. If you're not asleep, that's okay. I would like to have positive incentives. Like a, I would like a carrot rather than a stick. Maybe you need a little bit of both. Uh, I would rather the carrot. Okay, so we'll rig up the, the bucket thing. What's your plan? Okay, that's the thing though, because I'm the only one who can enact the stick robots i can turn off the robots if i can turn them on i can turn them off touche you set up the robots and then you generate a random password and you send it to me and that's the only way you can turn off the robots okay this is i need to design robot (laughs) i can just have a carrot and see if that works first i suppose so what i would like to do is maybe have a siri shortcut or something that i can keep track of like streaks also uh don't email me i know about habit apps getting like imaginary gold stars on my habit app does not do anything for me but doing it on a series shortcut will no but getting like an object at the end a keyboard or whatever having a physical thing that i do not allow myself to buy before and do allow myself to buy afterwards to get access to those sweet, sweet Siri shortcuts, um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at...